Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. I'm willing to bet we've all brought home leftovers from dining out with every intention of eating those last few bites and forgotten them until they're their own ecosystem just kicking it in the fridge waiting to end up right there in the trash. That story's all too common and the data show it. The St. Louis area produces 667,000 tons of food waste each year and nearly a quarter of that waste comes from restaurants. The Green Dining Alliance and Missouri Botanical Gardens are working with local eateries to reduce their food waste footprint, and they've just concluded a month-long challenge to show the larger impact of this trend and to determine how to reduce overall food waste in our region. Here to discuss those efforts with us and even maybe offer a few at-home tips for our personal kitchen practices, we welcome Maggie McCoy, a sustainability education coordinator for the Missouri Botanical Garden. Hello. Hi. We also have Ben Daughtry, program manager for the Green Dining Alliance. Hello to you. Hi. And Bethany Buddy Cohn, owner and head chef of Squires in Lafayette Square. She's also with us. Hello to you. Hello. And thank you all for joining the show today. So, Ben, let's talk about how much. Give us some indication of what 667,000 tons look like. I mean, the, the number is almost cartoonishly big. Uh, yeah, it's a lot, a lot of tonnage. Um, Maggie, I think you looked up a statistic to yes. compare that to. We were trying to compare it to Raja at the zoo, since we all have an idea of how big he is, the big male elephant. It's about 133,000 rajas. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so putting it in those terms, and we had talked about um, adult blue whales in the, the very top of the show. I mean, there's hardly anyone who'll say that food waste is a good thing. But what sorts of issues arise when there's this much waste, Ben? Um, well, I mean, you got to look at all the energy that goes into food in itself. It's production, uh, it's transportation, it gets to the restaurants, um, you prep it, you store it, you serve it. Um, You know, when that gets thrown away, um, all that is lost. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're really trying to do our best to capture that food um, when it's in an edible state and be able to use that for human consumption first, if not human, um, that we want to try to repurpose that for animal feed, um, or, um, you know, even bio, biofuels and stuff like that. Um, composting is really kind of our last catch mm-hmm. um, to keeping it from getting into the landfills where it ultimately turns into methane gas, which is a huge contributor to climate change. Um, so that's kind of the focus um, on that. Mm-hmm. And is there maybe a greater awareness now about how much food waste there is than, say, like 10 to 20 years ago? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I mean, just in terms of with restaurants and looking at costs, um, restaurants are always trying to find ways to control their costs. There's not a lot of areas in restaurants that you can actually control that. 
Um, and so, and I think Bethany can probably talk to this too, um, you know, food's expensive. And uh, when we can stretch it as, as far as we can, mm-hmm. um, it's good for the restaurant's bottom line. It's good for our environment. Um, it's, it's, it's good for everybody. Right. And so, Bethany, you were nodding your head when I asked this question about changes over time. Is there greater awareness? Absolutely. Uh, And not only this past month did that show us a lot, but over the last 22 years that Squires has been in business, we've we've changed lots of practices through um, the education that the Green Dining Alliance has created for us. But um, absolutely, Mm -hmm. so we you know we're we're watching portions, we're watching what we order, we're watching what we prep. We're watching what we throw away, what doesn't need to be thrown away. Mm-hmm. So, Maggie, you're coming into this from Missouri Botanical Garden, which I wouldn't associate with a conversation about food. So how have you been part of this work around reducing food waste? Right. So at the garden, we do have a sustainability division that works out in the community. There's over 20 of us that work in this space. And we really work to try and make sure that plants have clean air, water, and soil, as do people. And food waste really contributes to all of those different parts. So Mm -hmm. we talk a lot about the triple bottom line of sustainability, which is issues impact on the environment, on people, and on economics. And Food waste hits all of those things. Um, Ben's already talked about some of the climate impacts of it. Um, When we look at dollars, we throw away around $400 billion worth of food in this country Mm -hmm. every single year. And we know that in St. Louis, about 10% of folks are food insecure. So being able to solve this issue of food waste really helps us hit all three of those pieces when we look at sustainability. Mm -hmm. As far as the alarm about food waste in the St. Louis region. What was the the tipping point, as it were, that drove you to say, this is something that needs to be studied much more deeply? Ben? Um, I think the uh, NRDC report that came out. um, An NRDC? Natural Resource Defense Council. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, it came out... um, a few months ago uh, for the St. Louis region, and uh, I believe 22% of the food waste they tracked was from restaurants. Um, Another big part was 66%. I think that was from consumers. Um, So uh, that that was a big kind of elbow up for us to get involved in this. And um, just working with the NRDC in the past around food waste, we um, heard about other cities that were doing food waste challenges. And so uh, we thought this would be a great opportunity to uh, engage our Green Downing Alliance uh, member restaurants um, as a way to engage them about food waste. Uh, food waste can be kind of stigmatized, I think, in the restaurant industry. Nobody really wants to talk about that mm-hmm. um, as a conversation piece, um, but it's everywhere. Um, we all have areas that we can improve at our different restaurants. Um, and on top of that, um, St. Louis is just, we're, we're a huge uh, foodie city, right. um, over 2,000 restaurants. People love to go out and eat and, and dine and drink. Um, so it's a, also a great platform for us to ra- raise awareness to our diners, our residents in the region mm-hmm. about food waste. So Bethany, you said Squires has been now running for 22 years. How many of those years has your restaurant been part of the Green Dining Alliance? And how did that start? I believe we're going on our seventh year with uh, GDA. So 
So Squires has always had a concept of repurposing and reusing. So when we built the restaurant, um, you know, and, and, and rehabbed this old factory building, um, that was really at the forefront of what we wanted to do is, you know, be able to recycle. And, and, and so when, when, when the GDA became pretty prominent in St. Louis, at least to us, um, we tried to jump on that bandwagon right away. And I think the very first year that we did join, we became a five-star um, Green Dining Alliance member. Okay. Um, just it's it's the awareness that it's creating to our 47 employees right now is a huge impact on, I think, how we're going to be transitioning on mm-hmm. buying and prepping and, and, and presenting food. Yeah. And, you know, Ben mentioned earlier that food waste is an issue that, you know, people don't want to talk about. From the industry side of that, why would that be the case? Sure, sure. You know, we, our staff doesn't want to think that they're over prepping. You know, our, our menu, our menu items that go out, we don't want to feel like we're, we're prepping too much or, or the portions are too big. Um, we don't want to see this waste coming back and not being able to be reused and repurposed. Uh, you know, so really the only way to, to, you know, jump in and, and try to get this problem, you know, under control is, is maintaining what you're ordering and maintaining what you're prepping and trying to keep excess food off of your shelf so that you know, it's not there and, and, and you're, you know, grabbing things and, and opening too many cans of mayo or, you know, cream. And right. it's just so it's this 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 food challenge in October is really going to have an impact on Squires. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we'll talk about that food challenge and what you all learned from it. Welcome back. Let's return to our conversation with Bethany Buddy Cohen, owner-chef of Squire's Restaurant, Maggie McCoy, Sustainability Education Coordinator for the Missouri Botanical Garden, and Ben Daughtry, Program Manager for the Green Dining Alliance. We're discussing food waste in the St. Louis region and how restaurants and restaurant goers can reduce our food waste footprint. So before the break, there was mention of an October challenge. The STL Food Waste Challenge was done throughout the month of October, and the official findings will be presented at an event on November 17th. Ben, what did participation in that challenge entail? Yes, so um, we had eight participating restaurants, um, breweries, um, coffee shops, and catering companies uh, Alpha Brewing, um, Bar K, Flavor 360, Mission Taco Joint in Del Mar, Old Bakery Brewery, Olive and Oak, Pizza Head, and Squires. Um, and so the challenge itself consisted of one preliminary food waste audit uh, where I came in and looked at their compost, um, looked at their trash. Uh, we had each participant channel their food waste um, into three different categories. So we looked at front of house uh, food waste. Uh, that's any food that's coming back um, from the customer's plates. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we looked at food prep, and then we looked at food spoilage. So um, those were the three channels we focused on. Um, we had each participant separate those out for us so we could look through them and see what we were finding. We would mark observations um, and weights for each of those channels. 
And then the month of October itself, um, prior to that, we would, I met with each participant and we established some um, practices to implement to reduce or prevent the food waste that we found. Mm-hmm. Um, the month of October, they did weekly check-ins where they made observations um, on anything they saw, any improvements um, based on the practices that they implemented. Um, and then I did a final food waste audit at the end of October to see if there's any noticeable changes. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those practices are food donations, um, so excess food. Are they able to donate that to anyone? Um, uh, source reduction was another big one. Can they order less? Um, can they repurpose food prep items to make uh, new menu items? Um, smaller portion sizes, offering half sizes versus only full sizes. Um, composting was another big piece of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had a list of of practices that they could choose from Many to, different imp- things. to implement. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Bethany, from the the restaurant side of it, were there certain things that you all implemented at Squires that you had not been doing before, or maybe some things that you discovered were new ways to reduce waste um, over that month of October? Sure, sure. So, you know, there would be times, uh, you know, throughout the weeks that we would receive product that came in that was either on the verge of spoiling or or some of it had spoiled and most restaurateurs would probably just take call the purveyor and let them know that this has happened get a credit and it would go into the trash okay uh, so we we're getting these credits but we we're able to uh, you know for instance a case of blackberries came in and and it certainly wasn't uh, usable uh, in how we would normally use it. So we cleaned them up, we cooked them down, and, and you know made a great compote for a special that we were doing. Okay. Um, uh, fried green tomatoes uh, that we do seasonally, um, they were not ripe enough for regular tomatoes, but they were not green, but they go great into our pico. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's like every single item that was coming in and we, it wasn't quite right, you know, we would definitely let our purveyor know, but we were, you know, a, a couple other things, you know, we make hollandaise sauce every weekend for, for brunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have all these egg whites left over. Uh, you don't always get a lot of egg white omelets coming in. So, you know, we were able to repurpose those back into our cracked eggs for omelets. Okay. You know, so instead of them being thrown away, it's just, you know, there was probably 10 or 15 of those type of items that we were able to, to use. Yeah. And are those things that, I mean, I would almost imagine that restaurants would do this anyway. Do they not, Ben or, or Bethany? I, you know, I, I have, I have to say that with Squires, um, we we would really try to do that. But with the food challenge, we really had this awareness right in front of us, and and it's now a standard operating procedure. Mm-hmm. When it comes to training, because there's so much turnover. How do you manage that such that those who are working in the in the restaurant, they know what to do with things that would be discarded elsewhere? Sure. So in our employee manual um, now on hiring, we have uh, our our food challenge, so to speak, in our employee manual about our recycling, our repurposing, our reusing. Um, and our composting. So we are training them as they are being trained on, you know, our new menu items or just how to be a server Mm -hmm. and so on. So that has uh, one thing that is what we did in October to make that happen. I I have staff right now saying, oh my gosh, do we recycle this? 
do I compost this? I mean, it's really created an awareness for them. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. Maggie, you work with members of the public. You said you, you talk with adults, you work with kids in schools, and restaurants make up nearly a quarter, as we said, of the food waste um, that is produced in the St. Louis area. But there's so much that gets discarded, so much more from our individual home kitchens. Are there any lessons maybe that came from the STL, uh, the, the food waste challenge, or just from your range of experience, things that you offer to everyday people about how they can be more responsible about what they're wasting? Right. That's a great question. Um, and I think a lot of the practices that Bethany was talk about, talking about really translate well to that home kitchen. So we always recommend looking at what you're purchasing first, which sometimes is as simple as making a list um, and just making sure that you're buying just what's on there, planning what you're actually going to cook ahead of time, um, and making sure you buy just those items looking in your fridge first to make sure that mm-hmm. nothing has fallen near the back that's about to go bad and, and making sure that you're using that up. And, and um, also being able to have that creativity um, is very similar in a home kitchen. We're not all chefs, so sometimes you have to go on the internet, figure out what <laughs> you can do with some of those items. But there's even cookbooks out now um, that I've seen that help you match you know, parts of food that you might normally throw away with a meal you can make. Um, But really trying to take those steps in that order of only buying what you need, Mm -hmm. cooking what you plan to, making sure you're storing it well, and then using it up when you can are really great lessons um, that people can translate to their own home kitchens. Uh, And are there ways that restaurant goers can change the way that they dine to reduce food waste. So like, for example, I, I don't eat an entire serving ever. So I will often ask for a to-go box right at the start and put half of it away. Are there some things like that that, that you've, uh, you've given as, as tips for folks? Yeah, and I think that's a great strategy to use is making you sure you can get a to-go box. Um, being realistic about what you can eat in any one meal, I think is a good um, tip as well. I know that when I talk, we, we have kids, so I'm always thinking about this from a parent perspective, <laughs> yes. that you bring your kid to a restaurant, it's distracting, there's a bunch of things going on. So also trying to make sure that as you order for children, you're thinking about how am I going to pack this up to take this to go, um, and trying to make sure that you're matching what you think can be eaten with what you're actually purchasing. Mm-hmm. One thing with Squires is we have a great shareable menu. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's that's one way that, that I think can really help with that. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing we've been encouraging people to do throughout this food waste challenge is making sure they tell these restaurants that they're really excited that they're doing this. Because I think this idea of having a shareable menu or offering half or offering half portions, those are things we can ask restaurants to do um, so that we can help cut down on food waste. Mm-hmm. Ben, what are some of the findings from uh, this October challenge that are you know like immediately applicable to to practices um, that's a good question um, so I think what I saw the most uh, was just a level of, of excitement and engagement from the restaurants um, coming up with innovative ways to repurpose these items um, that they would normally discard and create something new um, 
so I know uh, Flavor 360 did like a carrot top vinaigrette, um, and I had never heard of that. I thought that was great. Um, places like Barquet, um, you know, they, they offered composting services to their staff to bring their food scraps in so the staff could learn about, um, you know, taking their food scraps out of the landfill and putting it in compost. Mm-hmm. Um, places like Pizza Head um, using um, SCL Food Shares, a, kind of a local boots on the ground um, uh, effort to get food waste from restaurants that may be a day old that's still completely edible and, and get, shipping that out to local food hubs um, for folks that need food. Um, so just a lot of resources, um, some really good examples of just portion control, um, Old Bakery Beer Company, great organic beer, um, they also have great food. They were noticing that um, they're always having fries come back and they're mm. from their front of house waste. So they started portioning those in boats and they, they saw reduction in, in the uh, fries in the front of house food waste. Um, so it's just kind of um, the, the awareness piece is what um, everyone was getting excited about mm-hmm. with this challenge. You mentioned Barquet, which for those who are not aware, is a place for canines and their humans, right? Yes. So were there any things that came out of that? Because the, you know, the clientele is somewhat different. Mm-hmm. Um, were there any things, any lessons that came from that particular place that also translate to, you know, what everyday people might be doing or what other restaurants might consider? Um, I think one thing that Barquet did really well is they had signage up everywhere. Um, signage about um, food waste, the, the, the food waste challenge, as well as the back of house for their staff um, to learn about food waste, mm-hmm. um, where it's coming from, where to look for it. Um, just being aware of it, I think, is just the biggest first step to making that change in, in your own lifestyle or as a restaurant, as a business, to where, where to begin mm-hmm. um, to, to start making those changes. Yeah. Bethany, did you notice that people noticed what you were doing at the restaurant um, over time? And did folks know when they came into Squires that you were participating in this challenge? Sure, sure. For the most part, yes. We did a lot of social media about it. So we've had some people that have come in specifically because they heard about the food waste challenge. Um, so they would visit with us. Um, our staff, uh, front of the house staff, has been really good about talking about it and letting our regulars know that, you know, this is what we're doing for this month. Um, and also that, you know, one one thing that uh, was really great for the front of the house is we're trying to um, uh, reduce the amount of to-go boxes. So we're giving them other options. So we're not, you know, wasting a, a large box on sure. such a small amount of food. Yeah. So we're creating an awareness that way as well. Mm-hmm. And just as a last word here, the data is now there, and there, there's some crunching happening. What do we do with this information, and will there be another challenge in another month, Ben? Um, another month, probably not, um, but uh, we do want to do this uh, every year. Um, oh, that's what I meant. Yes, <laughs> sure. yes. We do want to make this an annual event, and next year we we're talking about um, even trying to pepper in some non-Green Dining Alliance uh, restaurants in the city as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are going to have a you know a celebration event on November 17th at Urban Chestnut uh, Brewing Company in the Grove. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the mayor's office uh, did give us a proclamation um, for – 
uh, St. Louis National, uh, sorry, St. Louis Food Waste Awareness Day. So um, November 17th, we'll be discussing the challenge. We'll have free pizza for anyone that wants to come. Um, And we'll put that information on our web post. Thank you so much. Ben Daughtry is Program Manager for the Green Dining Alliance. Maggie McCoy is Sustainability Education Coordinator for Missouri Botanical Garden. And Bethany Buddy Cohn is owner-chef of Squire's Restaurant. Thank you all for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This episode was produced by Maya Norfleet. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.